My name's Zoe and I'll be reading from John chapter 13. When Judas was gone, Jesus said, Now it is time for the Son of Man to receive his glory, and God will receive glory through him. If God receives glory through him, he will give glory to the Son through himself, and that will happen very soon. Jesus said, My children, I'll be with you only a short time more. You will look for me, but I tell you now what I told the Jewish leaders. Where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new command. Love each other. You must love each other just as I loved you. All people will know that you are my followers if you love each other. G'day. My name's Nathan. The reading comes from Romans chapter 12. It says this. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. And do not be conceited. Welcome to St. Matt's online church service. My name is Bruce Clark, and it is a joy to be with you as we stop in the midst of this crisis and have a think about what God wants to say to us through his word, the scriptures. But before we do that, I thought I'd just have a little light moment to get us to stop because there's a lot of heavy stuff going down and just ask the question, how are you doing? Because I hope you're doing a little bit better than these people that I saw. I think the picture says it all. I mean, even a lettuce leaf is being used and not just people, but dogs. <laughs> it's crazy what we're going through. Well, it is a crazy time. I'm recording this on Wednesday afternoon. It's only three days since I last spoke to you on Sunday. And since then, we have had the Prime Minister twice address us as a nation. And on both times, more and more restrictions have come into the country. Let me read to you today's headlines on Wednesday. Guests will be banned from attending weddings and no more than 10 mourners will be allowed to attend funerals under a new nationwide crackdown on public events to halt the spread of coronavirus. And so in the midst of this gloom, what are we to think? And my message for us today is we need to have love in action. Last week, I spoke about the fact that we need not be afraid because God is our refuge. Well, today I want us to be thinking on the front foot. And it's a very simple message I want to give. Love needs to be in action. That's how we respond at this present time. And the reason I say that is because love will always find a way. And I couldn't think of a better example of that than what's taken place just in these last couple of days. We had planned uh, to host a number of weddings here in the April school holidays for two couples from our night church service, Matt and Beck and John and Margaret. And they've been planning this for months. And then COVID-19 struck. And so questions about bringing the dates forward arose 
Sunday night, a flurry of text messages, and within 24 hours, we had our first wedding here in the COVID-19 era. And it was incredible. On 22 hours notice, have a look. There is Matt Meeks and Beck Booth, now Matt and Beck Meeks, married here just two days ago. It is a great news story. And there they are, the happy couple. And I put this up because in the midst of the gloom, there are great things happening because love is always going to find a way. And that's what we need to focus on today, love in action. But we didn't just have one wedding. We had a second wedding, which I'm literally about to get into my suit and tie. And in just a couple of hours time, I'll be marrying another couple, Margaret and John from Night Church. And they're going to beat the five-person restriction curfew that comes into place at midnight by about five hours and they texted me last night at 10 o'clock and on 22 hours notice again we've got another wedding and it's incredible because it's love in action and the thing I want to do is I just want to say thank you to the many people who have helped and rallied practically to get both of these events up and running and these couple married It's been a wonderful demonstration of love in action because, you see, love will always find a way. And so in the midst of the daily announcements about how the country is being locked down, about how the numbers of people being infected is skyrocketing, we need to stop and pause and realise God is calling us to be his people in this time of need. And that's why the focus of today's message is about God's call for us to put love into action. And I've got two major points to us to say today. The first is this. We need to think God's way. And there's two particular ways God wants us to think in this time of crisis. The first way is this. When I read the Bible, uh, we're at Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 9 through to 16. And it says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. And what Paul is saying there is at the center of our life together needs to be love. There needs to be a sincerity to it. And we need to actually cling on to that. And then he says in verse 10, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourself. And there's two particular ways that God wants us to think at this particular time. We need to trust God in the middle of knowing what is going on will not last. And that's the reality. This virus will at some stage and the threat of it come to an end. We will get through this. We will get to the other side. But what will get us to the other side is a church that is looking out for each other. And that's the first way we need to think, that I will be committed to others. And if you're sitting there in your lounge room, I want you to say this with me, because this is how we need to think in the current scenario. I will be committed to others. Can you say that? Because that's what verse 10 is instructing us to do. Be devoted to one another in love and honour one another above yourselves. Now there's two key words there. Devoted and above. Let's think about them. We're to be devoted to others. That's what Paul is calling us to. To one another. In other words, in the midst of our own personal struggles and fears, he actually says, Lift your sight in how you think about the world. Don't focus in, but focus out. Because the reality is, when we focus inward, 
we get consumed by the fears and anxieties that we are experiencing. But when we focus out, we can actually see there's other people who are in need that we can serve. And so what we need to do is be devoted actually to other people. I'll be committed to others. I'll be devoted to them. But secondly, he says, it is to be above ourselves. It's not in spite of ourselves. It's above ourselves. In other words, our needs actually do matter. And if you're there today and you've got great needs, we want to know about that so that we can actually get help to you. But we need to be devoted to others above ourselves because that's how God wants us to think because here's the reality. I won't get through this by myself. You won't get through it by yourself. We will get through this together. And that's the power and the wonder of the body of Christ that we've been given each other. And we will get through this together. It's why he says in verse 11, have a look. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. The way you are going to keep energized and serving is by actually looking outwards and being committed to other people. That's what Paul is saying. To illustrate this point, let me read to you what's actually happening at St. Matthew's. And the incredible story, I think, that really is breaking out in the midst of the gloom is that the light of the gospel and the way it energizes people is causing a great story to evolve here at St. Matthew's in the way people are stepping up and being committed to others and serving because they've got a new mindset. And this crisis has kind of caused us to realize we need to do this together. Uh, let me read to you from Barbara from 8 o'clock. Good on you, Barbara. You emailed one of the girls in the office and you said this. If you would like me to help in any way with anything or any way, please contact me. I will leave it up to you. I'm not shopping every day, but I do go out, not public transport anymore, and I can make phone calls. I can cook meals. I can do someone's washing, ironing, or even get some of the office stuff done for you. I will miss seeing you all, but at least it is in a permanent situation. And you see, what you see here is a mindset, a way of thinking. She's committed to others. She's devoted to them above herself. And let me read to you from Heather who comes to the 10 o'clock service. And Heather's just come back from overseas, and so she is self-isolating at the moment. I'll read the email. I didn't get the email that Bruce mentioned asking who could help in these days. I'd love to add my name. Unfortunately, my help is a bit limited at the moment. I am self-isolating after returning from overseas on Sunday, also working at home. So I'm a bit occupied during the day, but not fully. I do have time to text or make phone calls. I'm happy to pray with anyone who needs it. And when the isolating ends tomorrow week, I will still be working during the day, but could distant visit at the weekend or very locally or make phone calls. I don't have a car and I'm actually a pretty useless cook, but there is something, if there's something else I can do, just let me know. There may be someone who lives close by that I can encourage. And the thing I love about what Heather's written here is, She's aware of the limitations that she has, but she's not bound by them. She's not trapped by them. And she's not focused inward. She's focused outward saying, well, I can do a few things. So just tell me if, I, if they're of use, I'm committed. I'd love to serve other people in need. And so I want you to say this with me. This is how God wants us to think. I will be 
committed to others. But that's not the only way he wants us to think. He also wants us to think this, that I will be strong through Jesus. I think the question rightly comes, how is it possible to sustain service and commitment to others during this time? To look outwards and not inwards. Well, as I said earlier, we need to have faith and not fear. Have a look at verse 12. Paul says these words, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Well, how can you be joyful in hope in the midst of a crisis? How can you be patient when you're afflicted? And you may even have caught the virus. And there's chaos happening around you. How can you pray when the world seems to be, and your particular world seems to be out of control? Well, we can through the strength that Jesus provides. Through knowing his love, through knowing the assurance of his forgiveness through knowing that he is the king of this world and that he actually is sovereignly in control of everything that's happening. We can look out because Jesus is our strength. And that's why we need to wake up in the morning and say to ourselves, Jesus is my strength. And we need to focus on him. It's why last week I said we need to be centered in God and to be still and know him. And I want to give you five facts today about the strength of Jesus. And how it does not change. Hebrews 13.8 says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Five facts about him that doesn't change. Firstly, Jesus loves me. Wake up every morning and say that to yourself, Jesus loves me. That does not change. Secondly, Jesus has died for my sins. That happened in history. It's written down. It's recorded. Thirdly, Jesus has risen from the grave. It's incredible. And it was witnessed by many. Fourthly, Jesus has given me eternal life. One of my favorite verses is John 6, 47. And it's so simple. It says, he who believes has eternal life. Do you believe that? Do you trust in Jesus? You have eternal life. It doesn't change. It's given to us. And the fifth fact is this. Jesus is actually with us every day by his Holy Spirit. We know it in our hearts. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's why we can say, and that's why we can believe and think, Jesus is my strength. And I can be joyful in hope because whatever happens, he has secured my future. I can be patient in afflictions that may be taking place because whatever I'm going through, Jesus is actually with me. And I can be faithful in prayer because whatever I'm facing ahead of me, I can take it to the living God in prayer, knowing that through Jesus, the God of this world is listening to me. Well, who is my strength? It's Jesus. Will you say that with me? I will be strong through Jesus. Well, if that's how God wants us to think, that I'm committed to others and that I'll be strong through Jesus, what is it that he wants us to do? for love to be in action. Well, the first point is simply this, that I will share with those in need. So two things God wants us to do. I will share, firstly, with those in need. Have a look at verse 13 and 15. Verse 13 says this, Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Verse 15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. 
mourn with those who mourn, whether it's materially, financially or emotionally. Love in action is actually very practical. And what God wants us to do in terms of putting love into action is to, in the most practical ways, materially, financially, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, share what we have in Christ, what we've been blessed with in Christ, with others in need. It's that simple. And I want to encourage you with, uh, to be thinking very practically, how can you do that, given who you are and what you have, who are the people that you engage with, that you encounter, that you mix with, who are in need at this time? And what are you going to do in practical terms to try and help those in need? Here's a great story of two of our night church small group leaders talking about what they are thinking about doing at this time of need. Hi everyone. Belle and I were having a chat over the fence the other day, of course, at an appropriate two arms length social distancing. And uh, we were having a, a think about those of us who uh, need help at the moment and those of us who can help. So we know that uh, some of our uh, fellow uh, congregation members have, uh, are really doing it tough at the moment. They might work in hospitality, casual teaching, uh, you, your business is, uh, one of, is in retail and you've been asked to shut down. There's so many op different options out there. Uh, but there are some of us, praise the Lord, who've still got uh, our jobs and we can help uh, those of us who don't. So um, we were thinking uh, that uh, this would be a great way for us to, to love each other at this time. So, Belle, what are some of the things we could do? I think what we're envisaging is an air tasker style system where people who have the resources and have the jobs can be matched up with people who um, don't have a job at the moment or are out of work for a while um, and are willing and able to come and... Um, work for those people who've got got jobs available so if you're um, maybe if you've got stuff around the house that you've had on a to-do list for ages um, gardening or washing a car or going shopping for you or something anything um, that you might be able to pay somebody else to do yeah and I think we really want to focus here on people who have got rent to pay mm. they've got dependents which we know that there are people out there living that out are, of home yeah living out of home that have really got to need help here and I think it can, we can extend it maybe you own your own business and you need help um, in the office if you're still able to do that or online help there's so many different ideas but what I'd say is put your hand up first off if you can help um, we'll even come up with some creative ideas uh, but reach out to the office um, and if you need help um, reach out to one of the staff members and uh, I think Belle will just match people together and uh, be able to really help you out here. So let's love each other at this time uh, in, in uh, really great ways. I love that story. And I simply say, get it happening. Because this is what it means to be the body of Christ. We are committed to others. We have a strength through Jesus. And what we do and what flows out of that is... I will share with those in need. And my challenge to all of us at this time is just stop and think about who you are and how you've been blessed and what can you do practically this week to help someone in need. And every week we've got to be thinking this way. And the reason is this. We will get through this together. Let me say it again. We are going to get through this 
together. Well, the second thing God wants us to do is to welcome strangers. There's a very simple injunction here in verse 13. And it simply says, practice hospitality. And I think when we think of hospitality, we think of having our friends over, our mates over for lunch or dinner. And you might be thinking, well, how can you do that when social gatherings are basically being clamped down? The word that is being used here by the Apostle Paul flows out of instructions that were given to the people of Israel in the Old Testament. And as a nation, they were to welcome in to their fellowship and their care those who came from outside, strangers, literally. And they were to care for them who came to them. And the word hospitality literally means to be a friend of a stranger. And what Paul says, practice that practice. In other words, have a mindset and a practice in your life that means you're looking out to those on the edge, the strangers in our community who we get to rub shoulders with and bump into and connect with through whatever means and be their friend and care for them. Because one of the things that's going to happen in this crisis is people are going to be very isolated. And that's why we've developed these cards and I showed you last week a, a less attractive one that had been printed on my fairly ordinary printer at home. I've got the one that we've got down the office, which we're giving out to people if you want to come and grab one. And we want you to get these cards into your neighbourhood where you live, with your name on it, with your contact details on it, so that you can be the one who is a friend to a stranger where you live. Because we want love in action. And that's what God is calling us to do. Love must be sincere. We need to be committed to others. And we have a strength through Jesus. And so we actually can go out into this world as his people and bring that love to bear. Our vision, I said last week, is to grow God's church through the gospel. And we do that by building disciples, followers of Jesus who are known by love, grace and truth. And the need of the hour is that God's love is in action. And friends, that is what God is calling us to do. To actually help those in need and to be friends to strangers here in the manly community and beyond. And be the people of God who shine light in the midst of the darkness. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that in the midst of the fear and the insecurity and the anxiety that I know many will be feeling. You have actually given us each other so that we can get through this together. And Father, every day, help us to wake up and to think, I am committed to others. I am strong in Jesus. And so through that, we have hope, we have strength and enable us to go and to care for those in need and to welcome strangers in and to be a bright, shining light as a community in this world so that your love may reach many people and so that together we may get through this. In Jesus' name, amen.